Good morning and welcome in, everybody. Today, we're going to take a look at a passage of Scripture, but before we do that, I wanted to tell you a little story. Up here in the forest of northern Minnesota, we're slowly beginning to undergo a change. The sound of chainsaws are beginning to permeate the woods. You can hear the thumping sound of an axe as it splits a piece of ash in two, and the trees are preparing to turn colors and drop their leaves. Sticks are being gathered, new pipes and dampers are being installed on the wood stove as people prepare for another beautiful carpet of white snow as it canvases the landscape. This reminds me of the Christian life. With every change of the season, God is reminding each of us that we too need to undergo a change. We must turn from sin and be converted to the truth. 2 Timothy 2 verse 19 says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this sealed. The Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Whenever somebody professes that they are a follower of Jesus Christ, they need to become an example to the world of goodness, righteousness, and truth. In order to do that, we're going to have to change our lives around. We must make the daily choice to live differently than the way we used to in our past. We must choose to do what's right instead of what's wrong. We must learn how to follow the will of God rather than our own. We must transform from sinners into saints. And that requires departing from iniquity. The Apostle Paul warned the church that those who were on the path to become saints must not allow certain sins to be even named once among them at all. Ephesians 5, verses 3 through 10 says, But fornication and all uncleanness or covetous, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are uh, not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. We must prove that we are faithful and obedient children to God. It is by our actions that we prove what we are. You can prove that you're a sinner, or you can prove that you're a saint. It all comes down to obedience. This is why the apostle warned the church to be doers of the word and not just hearers only. A soul cannot be transformed to the truth unless you become a doer of the truth. James 1, 21 through 25, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. But be a doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, not a doer, he's like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. The Lord knows those who are his. If you're truly a follower of Jesus, you're going to listen to what he commands and teaches. You're going to follow his leading. 
John 10, verse 14, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. John 10, verse 26 through 27, But you believe not because you are not of my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Obediently following Jesus is going to result in a new creature, a new person that is created through knowledge of God's calling and his will. Colossians 3, verse 9 through 10 says, Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge, after the image of him that created him. Ephesians 4, verse 22 through 24 says that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. If you're going to claim to be a Christian, we must depart from sinful living. Granted, we can come boldly to the throne of grace in time of need, but we must use God's forgiveness to go on unto perfection. We must use God's mercy to undergo a complete conversion and transformation. If we're going to inherit eternal life someday, this is why the disciples preached that men needed to turn away from sin. Acts 26, verse 19 through 20, Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision, but showed first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem, and throughout all the coasts of Judea, and then to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. We need to do works meet for repentance. You better believe it. Without works of obedience, your faith is lifeless, spiritless, and dead. James 2, verse 20 and verse 24. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? You see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. If you never turn from sin, how can you profess to be a real believer? You're only deceiving yourself. To receive God's grace, you must accept the truth of your own sinful condition. Jesus was sent to turn us away from our sins. And the Apostle Paul was sent by Jesus to continue to repeat that same message throughout the world. Acts 3, verse 26 says, Unto you first God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from his iniquities. Acts 26, verse 18, it says, To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan unto God, and, uh, that they may receive forgiveness of sins, and inheritance among them that are sanctified by faith that is in me. We must depart from iniquity because God calls us out of darkness. First Peter 2, verse 9 says, But Ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Getting involved with sin is so bad that it can completely deceive you. Pride begins to develop, and it will result in somebody becoming puffed up and justifying one's own sinful behavior, rather than accepting the truth of God's word. Hebrews 3 verse 13 says, But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. All of us are sinners, 
myself included, from the richest to the poorest, from the highest in society to the lowest, there is one thing that each of us need to do. If we really want to enter into eternal life, we must turn away from our sins and obediently follow the way of Jesus Christ. Acts 14, verse 15 says, And saying, Sirs, why do you these things? We also are men of like passions with you, and preach unto you that you should turn away, uh, turn from these vanities unto the living God, which made heaven and earth and the sea and all things that are therein. So you see, just as the fall leaves abandon the tree, we must abandon sin if we really want to begin a new season. So let's think about these things for today. And Lord willing, we will talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody.